Hey, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. This is a recap of Dragon Con with my friend Trevor. Although I did a, a piece with Dragon Con with the artists and cosplayers and everything like that, I decided to um, play this one. It is more of a recap of Dragon Con, and I hope you guys enjoy this. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have my guest today is Trevor. Hello. So Trevor and I went to Dragon Con this Labor Day weekend. And we had like a we had a great time. What about you? I know I had a great time. What about you, Trevor? I had a very great time. I thought yeah, it was really fun. Fun. So you had a couple of friends and everything like that and we had a great time. Now for you guys who don't know what Dragon Con is, Dragon Con is a convention that is in Atlanta. You know, it's for science fiction, fantasy, comic books, anime. Anything that I, I guess consider nerdy or geeky or part of pop culture. Yeah, pop culture, science, sci-fi, huh. fantasy. You know, it's it's a lot of the Comic-Con stuff with probably a little bit less of just the, of the mainstream TV shows. Uh, it's the largest one on the East Coast. On the East Coast, right. So it's it's like the San Diego Comic Con without, all I guess, all the Hollywood stuff tied yeah, less, to it. Less of the Hollywood and whatever. It just... Primarily focuses on anything science, science fiction, fantasy, you know, comic books, that sort of thing. Right. So I know I've been going for the past, um, I say four years. I know you've been longer. You've been going longer than I have. I've been going since like 2007, and I think I missed one year, which was last year. Right. But right. Otherwise, yeah. So that's like eight times, I think. Eight times. Well, you got me beat for three years, about four years. So Trevor, what? I mean, you've been, you say you've been going for uh, eight years, right? Right. So, in your experience going eight years, um, what you, what, what, what you think about this year? Because last year you didn't go. But, I mean, to me, this year seems like, it didn't seem like it wasn't that, more, not that many people this time around to me. There were probably more people, but it did seem low-key. It didn't seem quite as crowded as it usually does. You know, maybe, maybe we just ran in different circles this time. Maybe the extra... Uh, Maybe adding the extra America's Mart building really helped kind of spread things out a little bit more. Yeah, for those who are listening, tell them the highest everything's set up. Basically, there's three main hotels that are right next to each other. Uh, the Hyatt, the, Mar- the Marriott Marquis, and the Hilton. There's a Sheraton that they added uh, not too long ago, which is a few blocks over. And mostly that's where all the registration and things happens, but there's a few panels in there. There's the Westin that they added a few years ago as well, and there's a bunch of panels in there. Last, no, two years ago, maybe three years ago, they added the America's Mart to do like the dealer's room and things like that. Well, this year they added the second America's Mart to also do the dealer's room, and then they put Artist Alley over in there, and there were some panels in there as well. Which Artist Alley was always in the Hyatt, right? It used to always be in the Hyatt, yes. Okay. Or at least it was in recent years. I think the first year or two I went, it was right at the bottom of the escalators of the Marriott. They were like, they were all cramped, like right together. It was ridiculous because they're supposed to be drawing commissions, which means they need room to actually draw and move their arms. And they would just be bumping into people. That's how tight it felt. But it just kind of felt like they didn't give any respect to the comic book artists then. Now, I heard about that. 
it's a little bit better than you know nowadays. Uh, the last probably six or seven years, they've been treating them with a lot more respect. Well, you probably sh- not as much as they'd like, but you know. Well, I think you should. It's definitely better. You, you should treat everybody yeah. with respect. Don't just feel like they're being crammed there, and it's like, oh, it's all about the celebrities, not you guys. Yeah. So it felt like they were the kid at the Thanksgiving table. They had the kids, kids, a separate table. You yeah, sit over there with the um, kids. Exactly. That's yeah. That's the feeling of it. Right. And um, I I was kind of happy they expanded the artist alley, you know, to the America's Mart. You know, it was more space. Right. It was a little bit further away, which, you know, maybe caused a little bit of difficulty or maybe made them feel like they were being relegated to the side again. But there was a lot more space. It was, you know, so you weren't running into people. Um, So I think that really helped. And also they had a game room. See, the game room also was at the Hyatt, if I remember. They had Artist Alley and the game room at the Hyatt last year and the years previous. I don't remember where the game rooms were, but that's because I never like. Oh, it was the Hilton. I'm sorry, it was yeah, the Hilton. They always have like, you know, they always have. Yeah, it's usually it was the, the Hilton. Hilton. That's right. They usually have the tournaments and stuff going. But I, I like playing games, but I'm not that competitive, and I'm not that good at those games as a lot uh, of people. The are. games we're talking about mostly are the board games and stuff like that. But this year, oh, well, the board games. Board games. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the gaming room as the. Uh, like no, the video they game actually moved the board, the board games with the video games over right. there at the Americans Mart. Yeah, they used to be in the Hilton, like down in the basement, where they they put the blood drive there this year. Okay, but okay. that was that room was freezing cold. I hear from the oh <laughs> the yes years. yes it was freezing cold, but, which helps with the blood drive because you <laughs> want to keep that you know the blood on ice. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In my experience, man, like I always I've been going to Heroes Con. I've been to MegaCon one time, and Dragon Con is to me is so overwhelming, man. It's just so much going on. And I never get the opportunity to catch the panels that I want. But I will say this year, I finally caught some panels that I really want to see. And I got to see them. Like the Daredevil. We both went to see the Daredevil panel, which was great, man. Right. I think that was an awesome um, panel with Charlie Cox. You know, he's showing up, Daredevil himself. Yes. And I th- that was a great panel, man. Yeah, there were a lot of good panels. But, yeah, m- my experience in the past, and I had kind of s- sort of... Last year, I didn't go to Dragon Con, and I kind of didn't care. Because over the years, this has been going downhill. Like, the first two years were fantastic. I had a great time. But then it was like, it was hard to get to panels. There was so much going on. You have to really plan in advance and be there for the, the bigger ones at least an hour, hour and a half in you know beforehand. They're not allowed to start lining up before an hour. But sometimes, they're starting to line up like two hours before starting unofficial lines. And, yeah, it can get ridiculous. Uh, so it would be very hard to plan my schedule, and I ended up going to, like, no panels. And so I would just wander around, like, taking pictures of the cosplayers, which was fine, but then after a while, those kind of get old, and it's the same stuff. And um, But this year, you know, and I'll attribute a lot of credit to um, to my girlfriend, Leslie. I went with her. and her Shout friends. out to Leslie. Shout out to Leslie. Um they like to go to panels like all the time. So they plan all the panels they're going to. So with that in mind, I was like, all right, well, let's plan which ones you want to go to. And then I'll go to some with you. And then I looked and saw which ones I really wanted to go to. And I actually stuck to it this time. And I went to the panels and I stood in line and everything. And yeah, and I had a great time. I enjoyed the ones that I went to. So a lot of it is about what you make of it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that, what you make of it. Because, you know, last year or the years before, I couldn't even make panels, man. I think I went to the Fringe panel, and that was all packed up. The Walking Dead panel, always packed, man. But 
I finally called the G.I. Joe uh, panel with you, Larry Hama. Yeah, that was a really, really interesting. One. I, yeah. I learned a lot about yeah about the writing process, and you know, Larry Hama is a very interesting guy. Yeah, then we tried to catch the Transformer 30th anniversary panel. That one was interesting. That one I wanted to go to because it was like Transformers, the you know the movie, the 30th anniversary. So the the animated movie, you know, right. this was from my childhood, you know, staple of my childhood. And for those who listen, I did a rant not too long ago, on my last podcast. <laughs> so me listen, hearing that they're doing the 30th anniversary Transformers panel, I was loving that. But then, right, but all the panel, <laughs> yeah, all the panels are basically scheduled as hour blocks, right? So it looked like it was just the Transformers thing, and I was like an hour block. Well. It didn't sound like they were going to show the movie. I didn't think they could show the movie in an hour, so I wasn't sure what they were doing. But when we got there, it was a small room. Um, they did. They were talking about stuff. He, the guy, actually started early. He was already talking when I got there because he, I was there before yeah, you. You got there a little bit before me. Um, and then, and that was that was interesting. It was fun. He was you know conversing with the crowd and getting their opinions and bashing Beast Wars as not necessarily a bad show, but a terrible Transformers like show. Because it doesn't fit within the mold. And he made a good uh, argument. Oh, he did. He really did. But then they're like, and now we're going to show the movie. And then after we show the movie, we're going to have a little discussion on the movie. And I was like, we're already 15 minutes into this panel. The movie is like two hours long. And then you want discussion after that. You only blocked off an hour. I wasn't prepared for this. Hey, it's no- <laughs> dinner time. It's 7 p.m. at night. <laughs> so so you left out the room. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and watch... Only have not have even like ten minutes of the movie. The only I stayed until Optimus Prime died. Right. Yeah, I came back in for the few minutes after that. But yeah, it was and I may have been willing to consider staying if I hadn't already planned on meeting Leslie and her friends. And also if that screen the screen they had wasn't like the big screen, it was like just one of those floor like, you know, screen. Oh, those are the kind of screens you use as a classroom if, to show a yeah. um, film. If you were in the front, like right there by the side, you could see it. If you were anywhere in the back, all you could see was like half of it, the top half, and the rest was at the back of everybody's head. So it was kinda of pointless. They needed <laughs> they needed to be in a better room with a better screen in order to do it, and then maybe I would have stuck it out. Now, if you, would you consider this con for anybody who was big in science fiction and fantasy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is probably... I've never been to Comic-Con, but I've heard stories, and it's like huge, and that's where you go for all that stuff. But I would say, second only to Comic-Con, this is the big one to go to. Right, because... Apparently, I, this is also the freaky one, by the way. So oh, yeah, at nighttime, dude. if you want to get your freak on, Dragon <laughs> Con is the place to go. <laughs> But you know what? Everybody let you know, let loose, you know, because you know what? To me, those four days were for people who are going to stay for the entire four days. It's them to let loose and be who they really are. Right. And yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, we take over We take over all of downtown Atlanta. And, yeah, it's nice. Everybody just kind of feels comfortable as who they are. They can let their geek flag fly. Right. And what I love about it is that I'm... I'm not a very social guy. I'm not, you know, I sometimes feel inhibited. Like you'll overhear people talking about something and you're like, well, I know something about that. But you don't want to jump into their conversation, right? Right. It feels a little rude or you're just kind of... At Dragon Con, it's like you could overhear somebody in the elevator when you're riding up and down talking about something and you just feel compelled to jump in and they're fine with it and it's cool and you have a moment and then they get off the elevator and you're like, that was cool. Yeah, because you, know? you don't feel awkward. You <laughs> right. don't feel awkward at all. You know, it just feels nice to just, you know, kind of have a natural conversation with people and just, you know, sharing the fandom. Dude, I was on a martyr coming back back home and I was having conversations about Star Trek with someone. 
stuff like that, you know, because they have the common interest. Yeah. And that's a great thing, man. When you go into a con, everybody has a common interest. Either it could be anime, comics, science fiction, fantasy. It could be anything that you have a common interest in. And, you know, people have a conversation. And you don't feel awkward. You don't feel like you have to explain something to someone. Right. And that's the great part about Dragon Con. You know, as far as geek and nerds and everything like that, you know, video games. Forget about video games. Board games. I don't play, play board games too much. But, you know, it's for everyone. Yeah, everybody, I mean, everybody, even within the science fiction and whatever genre, you know, the nerdy genre, um, nerdy umbrella, they all have their different interests. Some like board games, some like video games, some only like the TV shows, some only, you know, some like all of them, some like some of them, you know. But we all accept each other as we like what we like, and but it's all got a kind of common theme to it. That's, that is true. That is so true. It it's is the fact theme. that we got bullied when we were children. That's the common theme. Oh, you got bullied as a kid? <laughs> oh, of course. Boom, I never got bullied. Oh, you didn't? Well, you, no. Aren't you lucky? But I was, I, I'm you? lucky, all right, but I got like, what, you weird, Amos. It's like, and? Well, yeah. Well, you, it didn't have to be like you got bullied as in they beat oh, you I'll up. Take that, you I'll take that back. Hold yeah. on, I'll take that back. You always back. just got the people going, oh, you're such a nerd, you're such a geek, and then they kind of treated you like scum because you liked all those nerdy things like comic books and superheroes and stuff. But you got to understand, growing up as a kid, man, I'm from a small town, you know, and I play sports also, so when I was into the comic books and the video games and stuff like that, oh, Pace, you weird. I'm like, well, I mean, this is me, man. Even my mom and dad even knew about that. Even when I moved here, I actually took my mom to the comic book shop that I get my comics from, right? She said, Amos, um, this is what you do, right? I said, yeah, mom. Oh, see, you threw my books away. I can't find them. This is what I do. Oh, I didn't know. You know, my mom really country. And she finally met Mark Bagley one time, and Mark does it for a living, and she was just dumbfounded. Like, you actually can make a living doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no? So, yeah, when we... People was talked about being a geek, a nerd, and all that stuff. Even being computers or drawing and stuff like that. These are the people now that actually kind of run the movies, the television shows, well, yeah. and on the computers that we are on, and what we're talking through in this microphone. Yo, those are the people. Yep. Well, yeah, the nerds, the nerds rule the world right now, and usually they're the smart ones who are very focused on specific things. Right. So a lot of times they're the ones that bring out this new technology, that bring out these new creative endeavors, that, you know, have dedicated themselves because they love comic books to drawing comic books, to, you know, to creating video games, to, you know, to becoming programmers. So, yeah. It's, it's for instance, like you said about the cosplayer once again. They are, that's very creative, man, that they took all those months and time and effort and create the, the costume. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I took some pictures, man. I usually don't like taking all these pictures. I kind of cut down on it. But with me, what I'm doing now with my social media stuff, I got to take pictures and stuff like that. They get my uh, my get my content out. Yeah. And man, it's it was <laughs> guys after hours when <laughs> my dragon gun. Oh my goodness. Oh um, man, I, I saw a lady. We both saw this lady, right? Yes. And then she had like these Star Trek um, emblems, you know, on a shirt. Yeah. Keep in mind, yeah. keep in mind, this is like a 50-year-old lady or something like that, you know, not in the greatest of shape, and... This was about 10 o'clock at night? Yeah, and she was just, just had, had those boobs hanging out, they were only covered by like these little pasties that were basically the, um, the Star Trek symbol, <laughs> only it was upside down for some reason, just covering <laughs> her nipples, and that was it, and so... 
<laughs> yeah, she shows some. There's some sagging boobs. Yes. <laughs> the girl the next day actually on Monday, and she was actually a younger girl, probably only in her twenties or something. I think she was dressed as like Daener- Daenerys or something from Game of Thrones. Right. And all she had was like just pasties on her. She had no top on. She had the bottom, but just like pasties on the on her on her nipples, and that was it. And wow. this is at like eleven o'clock in the morning. In the morning, yeah. I'm used to seeing it at nighttime. Yeah, I know. It was kind of strange. I got very distracted for a second. I must. I mean, did Leslie pop you? No. All right. No, Leslie's gonna be listening to this podcast. I know. Right? Well, I already told her I got distracted. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were following her friends, and we were like, oh, wait, they, sorry, I got distracted for a second. Where'd they go? But I did see a, um, a girl in a full body paint as a um, tiger, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was a Thundercat, or was it? It might have been. I don't know. But, you know, they're what you, they're what you can expect yeah. at Dragon Con. Yeah, a lot of impressive ones. A lot of creative ones. You know, yeah. some of them will do, you know, they'll combine... It's a mashup yeah, of characters. Yeah, I hate using the word mashup, but because that's gotten so overused. But yes, it's yeah. basically a mashup of you know different things, or you know, play on words, things like that. You know, oh, it's you very, say combination. It's man. very creative. That's why I said a combination of things. I'm gonna yes. say mashup to you, piss you off. Yeah, you go ahead. And yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, man, it was just like the it was a lot of Harley Quinns. You know, the popularity of Harley Quinn. This was this was a big year for like movie Harley Quinns and Jokers and Pokemon stuff. Oh my goodness, Pokemon. Obviously, those are the big popular things of the moment. So those were the big ones this year. And Doctor Who always. Always. I mean, there's always the the Doctor Who, the uh, Deadpool. But you know what the, though, I didn't see that many Deadpool's this year. I, I seen some, but it's usually more. I didn't see as many as I usually do. Uh, I do admit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Holly Quinn is the thing. Oh, I did catch that panel with about Holly Quinn with um, Amanda oh, the, and Jimmy. Yeah, ha ha, Holly or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he said, "Why did we make this panel? Ha ha, make ha ha. What is ha ha?" He said, "Jimmy said ha ha, right?" But. It's, that that con is always fun to go, but it's just the walking that kills me most of the time. And I didn't have the right shoes this time around. You didn't? I didn't. You didn't plan? Oh, you ha- you have to have the right shoes. So There's if people of, are listening, yeah, explain to them. Walk, a lot of walking. Explain to them how to get prepared for Dragon Con. Because like you said, you've been going longer than I have. Okay, well, I mean... Obviously- as far as attire, if you're not just in costume. Yeah, I mean, obviously plan for a lot of walking... It's most likely going to be hot because it's September in Atlanta. This weekend was actually nice. It was like it only in the 80s, and some days were overcast and just a little bit windy, so it was really nice. Usually it's in like the 90s, um, so it wasn't too bad, but you know, expect that it's going to be hot, so wear comfortable clothing. Uh, I usually like to you know, bring some snacks so you have things to go. There's the con suite, which I just learned about this year. Where I they, did, too. They give out free food and like some sodas and water and stuff. You know, that was like a lifesaver, man. Soda. That was nice, yes. Um, so, shout out to Leslie for introducing me to that, too. Um, I usually like to bring, like, ibuprofen and Imodium or something like that. <laughs> because you're going to be doing a lot of walking around, which is a lot of physical activity. So, you know, you'll get headaches, you'll get leg and back aches, things like that. Um, your stomach isn't used to all this different food, eating at irregular hours, things like that. So it's always good to be And I would tell you that right now. You get the bubble guts, man. Yeah. If you like to drink, try and bring as much of your own booze because drinks are like $10 plus. Yes, sir. At all these parties and at the clubs and so, you know, there's like a bar. The bar is in the thing. Um, 
That's what I can think of offhand. If you want to get cargo machines or shorts, you know, like that, to keep your stuff in your pocket. Yeah, the any anything, yeah, so you don't have to carry things in your hands. It's easier to have bigger pockets or, you know, a small backpack or something like that. And have, make, just get a backpack or something that's, that's very comfortable, you know, if you can, you know, because something, you know, one strap, two straps, you know, try to limit the most, how much you could take with you in that backpack. Yeah, and yeah, keep it keep it as light as possible because you're going to be carrying that thing around all day or at least until you can drop it back. At the, now, we give you guys survival guys for uh, a survival guide to this. You know, thing right here. So I mean, if you decide to come to Dragon Con, but to any con, though, I that's believe. like that's any con. Yeah, you know, always expect that. Just the weather thing is probably the big one for specifically for Dragon, Dragon Con in Atlanta because yes. you're going from hotel to hotel from outside. And yeah, you'll be going outside a lot. You'll have to stand in line outside for certain panels. Yeah, you know, especially the big ones. Um, so yeah, just be prepared for that. Now, um, when everything is said and done with the panels. Which panel did you enjoy the most? Um, Cause you went quite a few I this went year, quite man. A few. Um, I think the one for some reason I found the fun, the the most fun was um, the Farscape one, which I wasn't sure if I was going to go to, but uh, it was interesting hearing from Brian Henson about you know the for those who don't way know, things went. And Brian Henson and Jim Henson's son, um, the right, creator of the Muppets, yeah, the Henson Company, yeah. Um, you know, the puppets and everything. Um, and I was a huge Farscape fan back when it was on air. And, you know, it was him and the moderator was Kirk Thatcher, I think, who was like a producer early on in the thing. And then Gigi Edgeley, who right. played Chiana. And I love Gigi Edgeley. And I met her in the... I had met her a few years ago in the... the um, the Walk of Fame. fame. Yeah. And then I, I went and just said hi to her this year. And she's... She's just very personal. We were very, very fortunate nice. on yeah. Friday night to go on a walk of fame. There wasn't that many people there. Yeah, so we got to go talk to Nolan North. And, it was you know, cool. And just, yeah, talk to a few people without feeling like, because I'm not an autograph buyer, so I don't want to spend the 20 to 30 or, you know, for the more popular people, like 100 uh, bucks on So what was the guy named at Warehouse 13, the actor? Oh, um, Eddie. Eddie McClintock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, he got me off guard, dude. That, guy, that guy's a funny guy, yeah. Um, yeah, Leslie and uh, her friends, Rachel and Aaron, uh, they were big into Warehouse 13. And every year, apparently, when Eddie McClintock comes, he has a shirt that he designed. Right. So they try and get the shirt from him every year. But he's a very personal guy. He he stands in front of his table because he figured if you're going to you know socialize with people and they all want to take pictures with him, it's easier than getting up and coming around or just sitting behind the table and being up, next, give me your money, next. You know, and he hugs everybody. Yo, man, I'm so, telling yeah. you, he caught we, me off guard. He walked up, he hugged, he hugged Rachel and Leslie because Aaron wasn't with us that day. She had to go to work. And then all of a sudden, he just like comes over to Amos and just gives him a well, big hug. I'm like, I'm like, oh, hugs for everybody. And so he gave me a hug too. I'm like, like, dude, I had kind of hesitated a little yeah, bit. I, we, I weren't, like, oh. we weren't expecting that. But yeah, very personal guy. Then, you know, I explained that. Um, we talked about tattoos because he liked my tattoo, which this thing. By the way, I have the Arashikage tattoo, which is the Ninja Clan from G.I. Joe on my right forearm. Um, I got it like a year and a half ago. Yeah, I remember that. This thing was like awesome for me with a conversation starter. Because he first pointed that out and then we talked about that and he was talking about a tattoo. He wanted it, you know, thinking about what tattoo he should get. And we gave him some help. So, that was funny. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully those helped him and I would love to see if anything like that, you know. If you actually get something like that and go, oh, we helped with that. Um, and then when I was talking to Gigi Edgley, she was like, oh, I like your tattoo. What is that? And so, you know, that was a nice conversation starter. 
So. And it would have been cool if you went to Larry Hama and showed the tattoo. Well, I, I did go to that, and when he was talking about the that silent issue... Um, and one, you raised your hand, your and, arm. Yeah, up. the silent interlude, I think, was the issue, where yeah. it's the silent one with the, the ninjas fighting. And he was talking about how he just... Um, when he writes, he doesn't really know what's coming on the next page. He doesn't plan that far ahead, so that... So that if it's mysterious to him and he doesn't know the answer, chances are you're not, not going to figure out the answer either. So that's how he writes, which was very cool. I thought that was interesting. But he said, well, I had snake eyes with like a cut in his, you know, on his uniform, on his arm. And so then I had Storm Shadow with his bandages coming off. And so then I decided to reveal that they both had a tattoo. And he explained where he got the tattoo idea. And it was just a design he liked. It wasn't anything meaningful. But then, he, and then of course, he had to explain why they both had the same tattoo. But while he was doing that, I was in the far back of the room. And I just raised my arm so that everyone could... None of the people at the table saw it. But, like, the moderator... Moderator saw it. He yeah. saw it. And he was, like, pointing. But I don't, they weren't paying attention to I think to you should have walked up to Larry Hama, man. Just showed him, dude. I would have. But then afterwards, he was taking pictures with all the people who were actually in the military. Costume, yeah, yeah. Well, in military costume, but then people who were also in the military because he had been in the army. And, right. You know, G.I. Joe was a very military book. So I didn't want to bother him. I knew he then had to get back to his table. So your best there. panel was the Farscape panel. That was one that I enjoyed in m- most. I liked the Daredevil one. Um, now, I really enjoyed the Daredevil one because the reason why, because when it was time to ask the questions, everybody wanted to know. Are you going to be in an adventure? And he said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I will be nice. And, you know, you can't say nothing because Marvel is very secretive about what's, what's going on in movies and television shows. But you knew the question was coming about the Avengers. Because every fan oh, yeah. want to see Daredevil, at least in one of the Avenger movies. At least. Even Papa and Spider-Man. Who knows, man? Come on. Yeah. But that was a cool panel, man. I like that one. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear from Charlie Cox. Um like almost all of them were good. I went to the Buffy Angel one that had James Marsters and uh, Elisha Dushku, and you know they were pretty funny. The Legends of Tomorrow cast guys were. Pretty oh really? Funny. Yeah, Casper Crump who uh-huh. plays um, who plays Rip Hunter. No, that's Arthur Darville. He's funny though, Arthur Darville. Uh, he was pretty funny, but Casper Crump plays uh, the oh, villain. Vandal, Vandal, Savage. Vandal Savage. Right. That dude is like. He's almost Vandal Savage in real life, <laughs> only like not quite as evil, but I mean, his personality is just, he was pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Falk, whatever, who plays Hawkman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't really speak a whole lot, but he probably stole the show when they had him do like a Michael Jackson dance. No. And he got up and he did, he nailed it. <laughs> and that was probably like the highlight of the thing. But, um, and Chiara Renee was the other one there. She had some interesting stories. She was funny. See, what I've, Finally realized I like, went on with the last day of Dragon Con. Most of the actors and actresses come on the floor some type of way or walk of walk of fame, whatever, and take pictures with people, man. You mean like outside of the walk of fame? Uh or I'm on the floor. I was well they gotta oh, pay well, for it. Well they'll all take pictures, but nowadays, yeah, you have to pay for like, you know, they all call them selfies, selfies. for some reason. But yeah. You you have to pay um for a picture with them. You can't really just take a picture you know, surreptitiously or anything. Yeah, I mean, I want so to pay thirty dollars, forty dollars. Yeah, it's usually like twenty dollars for a picture, and you know, thirty plus dollars, you know, for an autograph. Um, no, I really don't know what actor actually I want to pay for an autograph. I can't think of that. That's the thing. I like meeting them, and you know, some of them are cool, and um, but I'm not an autograph collector, and then I don't know what I do, but like hanging them all up because then I'd have to get frames for them and find out where to hang them all, and you know, so autograph collecting has just never been my thing. 
Yeah, you got a lot of pictures, man. Guys, my friend got a lot of pictures hanging up on the wall. Yeah, well, I collect a lot of a lot of prints and you know some anime cells and uh, um, like original artwork from the comic books, things like that. So that takes up a lot of my space, wall space. Yeah, I, I was kind of happy. I finally got um, I had got a Miles Morales commission done by um, Silver Hoyt. Shout out to um, Silver. Um, and it's nice, man. I, you should, I'll show you, show you the picture, right? Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks great, he was, man. He was a really cool guy. I, yeah, so I, I mean, I enjoyed talking to him. I had him on my last podcast, man. I, he's cool, man. Down to earth, down to earth guy. And um, it was kind of interesting, man, that you had like the mixture of like the indie and you had the mainstream comics books in there, you know, like the heroes kind. It was kind of cool, man, talking to those guys and everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that after I'm done talking with you and everything. But all in all, man, I had a great time this year. Um, I usually go with my girlfriend, either with you. Now, you have your girlfriend and everything like that, but I'm kind of happy. I mean, I'm glad y'all had me tag along. But yeah, no, I was by myself this year. Yeah, you came by yourself. We were happy to have you. You know, you. I got, usually with a group. Yeah, you got along with us, you know, and, and Leslie's friends, great. And we thought, you know, that was fine. So it, we had a fun time. Yeah, so, and all in all, you think Dragon Con is for anybody who's, if they're curious about it, about the things that they like, the, like you say, science fiction, television show, movie, everything, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, everything in there. So you think they should go to Dragon Con or just start off small? If, Well, I mean, if you're into that, then I would say go. That's, well, I think I went to an anime convention or two before I went to Dragon Con, right. but that was like near the start of my uh, convention experience. Um, but... Dragon Con was like on a whole nother level, but it was amazing. It was just people everywhere, all these great costumes. You could just run into actually the, the random celebrities, and some of them, some of them are bigger celebrities or not, you know. But you'd you'd be walking around, and there would go one of the actors from your favorite TV show going to the Starbucks to get coffee, <laughs> right? Kind of rolling around, or at night they'd be around in the bar, and you could just like go talk to them. And yo, you're um, right. I actually. I think it's, I've seen a little bit less of that over the last couple of years, but the first couple of years I went, they were just like around and you could talk to them and it was great. Um, and then, um, but you know, and some of the smaller ones, if you know who they are, they're just kind of milling around too because they, they like to see what's going on. And then you're like, oh, I know you. Hey, <laughs> you know, big fan. I'll, I'll leave you alone, but you know, just wanted to say hi and then I'm a fan and just move on. Yeah, I've seen a, on one um, actor, he was an actor on Supernatural, you know, Supernatural television show. Uh, he was like a fourth, five, six episodes, and, uh, and his character was Kevin Tran, and um, he was in costume. He was in a nurse outfit. And I looked down like, I like that, that, that actor, and it was him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't stop him nothing like that, but I was like, wow, man, he's within the crowd. You know, that was kind of cool, man. You have actors and actresses going the yeah. crowd, and you know, just like everybody else, and if you don't pay attention, you won't know you you won't know who it is. Yeah, like the first year, I mean. He's probably more of a minor celebrity, but I'm sure in, like, my cousin Ed is big into, like, the skeptic type stuff, because he's an atheist and that sort of thing. So, and he's going to kill me for not remembering who it was, but there's, like, a noted, you know, like, famous skeptic author or whatever that was there and in one of the tracks, and the first night we were there, we were just kind of wandering around, I think it was the Hyatt, and we just, and Ed was like, oh, that's him. And so we went over and just he just wanted to say hi and was like, I'm a big fan of your stuff. And we didn't talk about like any skepticism or atheism or whatever like that. But he hung out with us for like an hour while we were just standing there like 
pointing out all the costumes and taking pictures and noting how awesome they were and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Oh, I would take that back. I I enjoyed that little um, what was it the uh, comedy hour they had? What was it? Skep Track. Um, dot com. The um, the comedian who's a skeptic comedian. We went to that com- um, show. When we went to the comedian, what do you mean the the, the lady, lady Ian, Ian Thomas and landlord Lauren. and Ian Thomas I right was that was pretty interesting man yeah, that, that, was, was, that was pretty funny yeah. every panel I went to was enjoyable for one reason or another so I, I picked very well and I'm sure most of the others that I didn't get a chance to go to were great as well um, but yeah it there's just so much going on so many tracks and it's whatever you're interested in I am sure you will find something that to occupy you the entire time if you so desire. There's just so much going on, so many different things, so many different genres of within that sci-fi, you know, realm. And but then I also had things like how to panels too. Yeah, there's a lot of how to writings, how to podcasting, how to podcasting. Yeah, yeah I mean because there's tracks for all that stuff. And I kind of hate computer I missed those programming, panels, man. robot robot building. You know, it's. Whatever you can think of that falls under the geek flag, there's something for that. So if you're into it, I'm sure you can find something that you will enjoy. Yeah, and I missed one of the podcasting um, panels that could have probably helped me out. But, you know, maybe next time I'll find something else. There's just so much going on. I it's, know. it's impossible to go to everything that you want yeah, to Yeah, man, to. you get a straight overload, man. Your head will explode. Yeah. So that's how, that how Dragon Con is. So I'm going to wrap it up, um, Trevor. Um, tell me how people can reach you. And so through your social media? Um, as usual, I'm uh, from anybody who's heard my guest appearances before. Twitter is probably my most notable one. I'm at Toshiro no Ronin. All one word, um, obviously. Uh, you can find me there if you're, you're interested. Then, uh, yeah, that's probably it. And for me, you could catch me on um, Instagram at Just Being Aimless, also on Twitter at Just Being Aimless. And I'm still in the process getting the webpage up. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, you know, I was on the floor, you know, um, doing some podcasting. I was doing short interviews. So um, the short interview I had um, J.R. Mounts, um, Jen Brumwell, Brum- Jen Brumall, Brumall, right? I had Dexter Vines. I'm missing someone. Um, um, I also had cosplayers also, and um, Gothic, Sushi Gothic Sushi and her crew. You know, and I uh, had a great time interviewing those guys. So um, I'm going to leave Trevor. We're going to um, go to the, um, the the floor podcasting I had. So I hope y'all guys enjoy. Just being a